The following is a conversation with a meditation student where we talk about the phenomenon of stress release, which is the nervous system's natural process when it's able to rest deeply and feel itself in a place of safety. The nervous system naturally releases these grooved-in stresses, these trauma responses to life, and engages in the process of bringing the nervous system more and more in the direction of complete freedom. I hope you enjoy it. Our system is always trying to release stresses because our system... Uh, this expression of nature wants to be free. It wants to be happy and joyous. So it's always trying to let go of the stresses that have built up in the nervous system. However, as humans uh, and as this uh, ego nature, we want comfort first. At, at the level of comfort, we don't care about freedom. We don't even care about happiness and joy. At the level of the nervous system, we just want comfort and survival. But by we, I mean that's the ego that wants that. So one thing to know right from the beginning is that letting go of these stresses is the path toward the fullest experience of life available to us. If we could let go of all of our stresses in a moment, we would experience ourselves as a process of life being lived in its most joyful fashion. We would feel ourselves as a conduit for the power and the joy of consciousness flowing through us to this world that itself is made up of consciousness. And the closer you get to that experience, the more you have the feeling that I just described. It's not theoretical, it's actual. But we can't just let go of all of our stresses because number one, they're they're locked in the cells of our body and in the, this nervous system. And they, there has to be a process engaged in to allow them to release. Number two, we're identified with a lot of the messages that our stresses, the stresses cause our mind to see ourselves in certain ways and we are attached to these ways of seeing ourselves. Like if I have a lot of uh, stress in my system from traumas that were terrifying, that were heartbreaking, that were shameful, then I'm going to have those feelings underlying everything I do in my life. And because I'm not dealing with them, they're going to be triggering in my thinking self-talk that is reflective of or expressive of those things I just named. Terror, sorrow, shame, you know, and all the, the other so-called uncomfortable feelings. What that is for me is walking around with a feeling of just not being okay, not being enough, not being worthy to be on the planet. And when that starts to come loose, and it just uh, all filters into my survival mechanism, then I'm angry at everyone and everything all the time. And I'm ready to pop off in an instant, because that's what's in me. And the world will offer me a reason for it being in me. The world will offer me someone who just deserves my anger. 
And uh, comfort in that experience is if I can just feel self-righteous with somebody, just feel a little bit better than somebody, then, then I get to give my anger to them. Of course, I never feel better after I've done that. So these feelings that we have when the stress has come up are really uncomfortable. But the point I'm making here is that those feelings, those stresses that those feelings are being generated by are already having a massive effect on my experience of the world. My patterns of negative thinking and negative behavior and avoidance and retiring from my place in the world, stepping out of my responsibilities in the world, all of these experiences are based in stresses that are stored in the cells of my body and that are working on me, even if I'm not aware of them. Or rather, even when I'm ignoring them, because ignorance is the, the key here. Ignorance means I know this is there, but I'm ignoring it. So meditation allows these stresses to begin to unwind in us. And as they unwind, they feel to some degree coming out the way they felt going in. And those feelings will then trigger a set of thoughts to be expressive of those feelings. They will trigger a set of thoughts that will tell me why I'm having these feelings with the idea that I will be able to solve the equation of these feelings and get comfortable again. We can short circuit that whole system by first of all, knowing that these feelings are not indications of who I am or what I am or how I'm doing or what the world is or how the world is doing or how someone else is doing things. That is all made up information that my mind is generating, my intellect is generating to explain why these feelings are occurring. Number two, knowing that letting go of these stresses is absolutely essential for me to continue growing into an experience of the fullest use of myself and the, the, the fullest and freest experience of myself. And knowing that, we then short-circuit the system by, first of all, giving ourselves permission to be uncomfortable. Literally saying, you know what? This is what occurred to me when, when I really engaged in this process. I, I just had to say, well, you know what? Comfort is overrated. I know that might sound absurd, but it's absolutely the truth. Comfort is overrated. <laughs> Anyone who's ever worked out at a gym or done a really intensive yoga or been a runner or any of these kind of physical activities knows that there is uh, an experience of discomfort that is engaged in at certain points in those activities. Whether it's pushing through the wall when you're running a marathon or doing the, the fourth set or the third set of that, those repetitions, or pushing yourself a little further on the Stairmaster, or doing two yoga classes in a row because you feel particularly inspired on a given day, and by the end of the second one, you can barely move. That's uncomfortable, but we do it because we know the payoff is fantastic. 
We know the payoff is a download of endorphins and and a, a body that's in better shape and will be able to do more the next time and a sense of accomplishment that getting through it, finishing the marathon, finishing all the sets we plan for ourselves. Anyone who's ever been in a long-term relationship and knows that there are experiences of discomfort to be engaged in at certain points when you know that you would rather be anywhere else than here and with anyone else than this person, but you've committed to being in this relationship, so you're staying even in spite of that. You know, commitment means the refusal to leave. It's really uncomfortable to do that. It's really uncomfortable to stop blaming your partner for what's happening to you and what it feels like to you. It's really uncomfortable to drop all of your stuff and listen to their experience in a way that you actually hear it rather than hear why it's not as important as your experience or not as true as your experience. Really uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable to age. The, the discomfort of aging is one thing. The thoughts about the discomfort of aging is a whole other level of suffering. If we accept the discomfort of it, then we can stop suffering from it. The same is true with this process. My life is more valuable than for me to spend it finding comfort all the time. I will offer more benefit to myself, to my loved ones, and to the world at large by allowing discomfort so that I can have the payoff to that discomfort. And we literally lean into the discomfort so that we're not trying to avoid it. Once I lean into it, then it's got nothing to scare me with. Right now, you feel yourself in the chair and just scan your body. And, you know, what does it feel like right in your throat? What does it feel like in your chest, in your diaphragm? What does it feel like in your belly? Can you feel your bum in the seat? Are there places that are just blank? Those are places I've probably been avoiding for quite some time. But now I'm in touch with it. And some of these sensations are uncomfortable. But now I'm in touch with that discomfort. And now I, I, I just come out into the world and I, and I go, you know, what can I taste? I just had a bite of an apple. I can taste that. And what can I smell? My dog needs a bath. And he's here on my lap. I can smell my dog. And what can I feel? I can, I can feel the, the fur on his, on his back and, and I can feel the weight of him against me. And I can feel the uh, movement of my sweater against the skin of my arms. And, and what can I hear? I can hear the sound of my voice and a ringing in my ears and a little bit of movement in the room. And, and what can I see? I can, I can see shape and form and color and light. I can even name five objects that I see. And as I do that, I become more and more able to be here. Now I'm grounded in this experience of the nervous system and present to my surroundings. And these feelings can come up through me and come out without them being a call to action or an indication of who I am or how I'm doing. And I can take it to the bank that as I engage in this process, 
maybe a hundred times a day because I'll keep going back to my old habit of thinking about it and telling myself a story. Come back to the moment, come back to the moment, come back to the moment. Even just feeling my throat and feeling my feet on the ground, just checking in a little bit and getting present here instead of in my thinking, these stresses will flow out of me and I will find myself feeling lighter. I will find myself feeling ever more free and alive. I will find myself ever more able and willing to engage in the stuff of life. Those things I see as problems, those things I see as potential enjoyments, those things I see as uh, assignments or duties, those things I see as, as uh, my dharma, if you will, those things I, I see as, uh, uh, as my way of relaxing. I'll be able to bring more and more of myself to those experiences and stop living a life based on, I've got to be here now for this, but as soon as I'm done with it, I'm going to go have a drink or go watch TV or go do whatever it is that I do to get away from myself. And with that, then this whole system begins to be available to me to live through it. The, the Vader would have it that I am spirit having a human experience. I am having the experience of a nervous system. Or the sole purpose of learning how to use this nervous system for the expression of the truth of what I am and knowing that the truth of what I am is consciousness or spirit. And then finding the way to flow ever more fully in this world through this nervous system, expressing as this nervous system and behaving in the world in a way that is in service to consciousness in this experience of itself and in this other experience of itself. And this is where the joy of living uh, resides. It's in insisting on knowing myself as consciousness and not all the problems that I have and the discomforts that I have. Leaning into the discomfort so that I can engage in the true living of life rather than the thinking of life. And then feeling the fulfillment within that I get from meditation and having the freedom of expression in this nervous system, pointing myself outward and asking, how can I help? Sometimes I can be helpful by allowing someone to help me. Sometimes I can be helpful by offering someone my, my input. Someone, sometimes I can be helpful by offering my, uh, someone my silence sometimes by offering them my full attention, sometimes by staying away from them because that's what they need at the moment. I don't know the answer to that, but with this system, if I fully engage in this, I don't have to figure out what to do. I will know what to do. And my system will guide me. And I'll find myself unable to move in certain directions unless I rationalize the hell out of it and find myself moving in other directions without it making any sense to me at all. And being able to say to myself something like, it will be interesting to see how this turns out. Or, Boy, I didn't see that coming. 
instead of what the hell's going on and what does it mean for me and where's mine, which is where I used to live. I didn't want to live there and I always tried to live differently, but that's that was the reset of there's something wrong and it's probably me. And that's not fair and it's not right. So that's a very long answer to your question, but this is one of the most important things we we want to know as meditators is this is not just a vacation from myself. And it's not simply I keep meditating and my life gets better. I keep meditating, my life gets better as long as I engage in the other processes that are occurring. And we all are carrying a lot of stress. We've all been through traumas in our life. And what's traumatic to me may not be traumatic to you and vice versa, but it's traumatic to me. And trauma has taken part of me offline. And my job as a living, breathing expression of consciousness is to get as much of myself online as I can, to know my fulfillment within so that I stop trying to get it from you, and then to step into the world asking, what do I have to offer? And something bigger than my thinking, show me what it is and give me the courage and strength and presence of mind to offer it. And that is, that's, if you fully engage in this process, that's a guarantee. You're not going to get your time back, but I can guarantee it because I've watched it happen in so many people, myself included. And life can be, the outer life can be exactly the same from one year to the next. And we can have a completely different experience of it because of this work. I, I've had times in my life where I was rolling pennies to be able to buy gas, to go to work, to get enough money to eat. There were times when that was, that was just, that was, that was a horror show. That was terrifying. I'm rolling pennies. What the hell's the matter? Other times I'm rolling pennies. Thank God I have pennies to roll. Same situation, completely different perspective on it. My experience of the world is no longer based upon what's happening in my life. More often than not. It's based upon my perspective on it and my experience of fulfillment within. And it's not that I've built an experience of fulfillment. It's that I have insisted on engaging in the process of letting go of stresses enough and redirecting my thinking enough to feel the fulfillment that is the core of each of us, that is the center of each of us, that is the essence of each of us, that is the essence of consciousness itself, that is the truth of consciousness that never changes. Going back to my metaphor of offering money to someone who, a bank account to someone who doesn't have one, we're walking around with full bank accounts and we're just not drawing on that money at all. It's here to be had. We have to look in the right direction and allow the process of that looking to occur. And discomfort is an element of that. To take it another step and to offer one other metaphor that can help us in this is that we're engaged in the expansion of consciousness, the same as Tim Leary was in the 60s. And uh, the people practicing plant medicine today 
It's about expanding consciousness. What does that mean? It becomes, it means becoming more online, more alive, more able to experience the world. Our experience of the world is based in our senses, our sensations of engagement. And if we've been living in our thinking for decades, to come back into this system and begin to sense our surroundings and sense what it's like to be in the world, to feel what it's like to be in the world, to listen to what it's like to be in the world, to taste what it's like to be in the world, all of that, to really take in the world visually, it's uncomfortable. And it's necessary for the joy of living. And what's uncomfortable today, tomorrow will be just part of the way it is for me to be. But as an expansion of consciousness, if I'm engaged in daily growth, tomorrow I'm going to be expanding into new experience of consciousness. Every time I meditate, I'm going to expand a little bit. Every time I choose to be present, I'm going to expand a little bit. And every time I expand into the new, I'm going to have some degree of what I ordinarily would call discomfort. Because it's the new, it's been pushed away and offline for a reason. The reason being it's uncomfortable. The reason being, it, I, I think if I let it arise in me and flow through me, I'll die. Or I'll, I'll be unlovable to myself or others. It's, it's simply not the case. That stuff is all operating on me now and causing grief and pain and despair in me. I trade the experience of I'm going to be a little uncomfortable some of the time. And then all that other stuff stops operating on me and 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 uh, choosing my existence for me. And I can tell you that if you really commit to leaning into the discomfort as Pema Chodron teaches, there will come a point where what used to feel really uncomfortable now feels actually enjoyable. It actually feels very pleasant to be in touch with how the belly is feeling about things and how the heart is responding to the world and how the throat sometimes wants to close up, sometimes wants to open up and how the eyes sometimes want to cry and how they sometimes want to open up and take in even more. It's extremely pleasurable to engage in that from the perspective of this is my way of doing my job as a, as a human, as spirit, having this human experience. And the Veda says that even the devas, or what we would call angels, the angelic, uh, the divine beings, even the devas are jealous of humankind for its capacity to feel the joy of living. From the Vedic perspective, heaven is dependent upon having a nervous system. You have to have a nervous system to experience heaven. Likewise, you have to have a nervous system to experience hell, if we're going to use that terminology. Hell in a nervous system is when I'm not using it and it's using me. 
heaven it is in a nervous system is when i'm experiencing this nervous system fully and freely and knowing that it's not me but it is enlivened by me and it is the way i present myself in the world and to the world and to all the other faces in the world and all the other experiences of consciousness in the world and if i walk into a room experiencing hell I bring it along with me. And we all know the people that bring that to us or when we bring that to the world. Likewise, when I walk into a space experiencing heaven, I bring that along with me and other people have this much more of an opportunity to feel it themselves. Like this, what I do here changes the world. Not in some metaphorical fashion, but in a, in in a real fashion, and it's 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 in a fashion that can be observed close up, but is also affecting someone uh, overseas, someone in Japan or Australia, the other side of the world, because consciousness is one thing, and what I do in consciousness absolutely affects the whole of consciousness, and I am not consciousness floating free of the relative world. I am consciousness engaged in the relative world. And my job as I see it is to engage fully in the relative world as an expression of consciousness, being about the work that consciousness wants for itself, which is to come together with itself once again, to know itself once again as a oneness, to know itself once again as a coming together with itself rather than a splitting apart of itself to step out of the ignorance of shutting down to myself and shutting down to you and shutting down to the world and back to the experience of, or maybe for the first time in this life, to the experience of being fully present and engaging and engaging and expanding and offering to the rest of consciousness everything that we learn that we have from our willingness to engage in consciousness and part of that engagement is the discomfort of being alive some of the time today i will find ways of bringing myself back to the moment feeling what it's like to be in my body and asking myself in this moment do I want to have comfort or am I willing to feel the way it is to be alive in order to move in the direction of growth? Thanks for listening to Embracing Bliss. I started this podcast and the book it's based on to offer a daily reminder to myself as well as to you that we have the freedom to choose happiness. And if ever we needed happiness and freedom to choose in this world, now would be that time. So please do share it with someone you love, send it to a friend, and also please stay in touch. Links for Instagram, uh, the book Embracing Bliss, and to sign up for my newsletter can all be found in the show notes. Until next time, have a great day.